Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast at Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host, Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello, everyone. I'm Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell, and on this edition of Your Personnel File, we're talking about Human Resources Command, Individual Ready Reserve Program, and what the IRR program does to support commanders and soldiers across the Army. Now let's find out about the IRR program. In the studio with me today is Major Lisa Dummett, the IRR and IMA Program Team Chief, and Master Sergeant Francisco Bermudez, an Army Reserve Career Counselor from the Army Reserve Career Group. Ma'am, Master Sergeant, welcome. So... The first question, ma'am, I'm going to give to you, and then we'll give that same question to Master Sergeant Bermudez, which is simply tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your Army experience and what you currently do for the Army. Hello, everyone. I'm Major Lisa Dummett. I've been in the Army for almost 27 years. During those 27 years, I've been in the active component, the National Guard, uh, the Army Reserve as a troop program unit member, TPU member, and now um, as an AGR, Active Guard and Reserve member. I've served as enlisted and now as an officer. Uh, currently, I'm a force management officer serving as the operations officer for the um, Individual Mobilization Augmentee IMA and IRR division that we just stood up in HRC. Thanks, ma'am. Master Bermudez, what about yourself? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, Master Member Dell, thank you for the opportunity to have us here today. Um, I've been with the Army Reserve Careers Group, or ARCG, now for about uh, 17 years. Um, it's the best, if not the best, MOS within the Army uh, due to the fact that it's multifaceted MOS. We do a number of great things uh, within this um, uh, occupation. And one of the most things that I, that I enjoy about my job is that, or my profession, is that within the career that I've had with ARCG, I've been able to impact the lives of tens of thousands of soldiers. And that is something that I find completely gratifying. It's something that it allows me to go to sleep and go to bed at night and feel great about myself because I've been able to do what I, uh, what I was brought here to do, right? So I love what I do. So um, it encompasses the best of what we do, you know, the human nature of doing for others without expecting anything in return. So we get to assist these soldiers on a daily basis and it's uh, one of the best things that, I, that I've been able to find with it, or throughout my career. No, thanks, Master Sergeant Bermudez. And so I'm going to give the warning up front to all of our listeners that we're going to talk about a very complicated uh, a program, right, that we could spend hours talking on. So uh, the Individual Ready Reserve Program is what we're going to talk today. Um, and prior to this, us three were speaking for the last 45 minutes, and I think we only got down to, you know, just maybe a couple inches below the surface on the program, right? So... Uh, any questions you may have after listening to this uh, or, uh, you know, while listening to this, the biggest takeaway is you need to go to the HRC website or you need to go to the Army Reserve Career Group website or Google IRR program and then make contact with those POCs at the Army Reserve Career Group or ma'am in your division up there in HRC, the IMA uh, division. I mean, excuse me, the IRR and IMA division, right? Absolutely. So. With that set up front, ma'am, you get to go first and, and explain to the audience what is the IRR? All right. So the IRR, it consists of pre-trained individual soldiers uh, from all over, active component, National Guard, Army Reserve, 
um, and they get transferred into the IRR for all sorts of reasons, whether it's voluntary or involuntary. Uh, IRR soldiers are both officer and enlisted, and they are from every branch and MOS the Army has to offer. Uh, soldiers in the IRR, they still have some sort of military service obligation or other obligation that they have to fulfill. Uh, an example of one service obligation could be an active component soldier signs a 6 by 2 contract. They're going to serve out six of those years with the active component, and then from there they're going to be transferred into the IRR to serve out those two remaining years. Um, that's the same case with your traditional TPU soldiers. If they sign you know, a contract where they're going to be an active TPU member for a certain amount of years, and then they're going to spend those remaining couple years in the IRR. No, thanks, ma'am, and that makes sense. And the follow-up question, simply put, most the overall majority of folks is about an eight-year commitment, right? And the, most of that time has to be whether you do TPU or you do active component, you do five years, the other three are going to be in the IRR. Is that, is that a fair statement on most cases? Is an eight-year commitment in some form? Or maybe that's better for the career counselor. Definitely career counselor question. So we'll, we'll kick that over to Sergeant Bermudez. So basically, um, every initial contract for every soldier, every soldier that goes through the military entrance uh, processing station MEPS, um, they're always going to have an eight-year contract. That's going to be uh, your military um, uh, service obligation or MSO. So um, like uh, Major Dummett was saying, it's uh, going to depend on the contract that you sign for the amount of time that you will serve in that contract being with the Army National Guard, the Army Reserve, or the active component. However, whatever remnants of that contract is left, say like she explained, you know, she uh, that soldier opted to ser serve six years with the active component. So in order to complete that eight-year initial contract or military service obligation, those extra two years will be served in the individual ready reserve. So regardless of what amount of uh, time you contract for to be in whichever component you sign for, whatever amount of time is left to complete the eight-year contract will be served in individual ready reserve. No, thanks, Master Sergeant for cleaning up my dusty question. Because I remember when I enlisted, it was five years. And I remember my recruiter telling me that it's five years and I owe three more to the IRR, right? And then I remember, I think my platoon sergeant and my career counselor at my battalion telling me, hey, look, if you ETS back in the day, you know, you owe three more years to IRR. And I didn't understand what that meant, not one bit. And now we're here we are having a podcast hoping we can get the point across 20 years later, right? So, uh, ma'am, you know, with that statement of, you know, Riddell was going to get out and didn't know what the IRR is, and you kind of explained what it is, tell us why it's important. Okay, so the biggest importance on the IRR is they're, they're a pool of pre-trained soldiers, pre-trained individuals, wherever they were trained from, they're now in the IRR. They're important because they're that pool that we're going to call upon in the event of some sort of national emergency. Um, that is why we have an IRR. That's why they're so critical for the Army. No, that makes sense, ma'am. And I think I'm going to add on to that, and then one of you two experts tell me wrong. So for our listeners out there who may be in the IRR or are about to transition soldiers into the IRR, whether they're guard, TPU, uh, AGR, or active component folks, the, the strategic importance of the IRR is because uh, what was the number, ma'am, right now currently around in the IRR? 
Just a little north of 70,000. So north of 70,000, which that number fluctuates, people entering and exiting the IRR yes. daily, right? Yes. So around 70,000 folks. Strategic importance is if our nation were to need these folks for an emergency of potential war or some type of, you know, uh, come to uh, COVID, right? We had a recalls needed for folks. You have this pool of trained people, right? So that's the strategic importance for the Army and uh, America. And then for the soldier, you know, you're still affiliated with the United States Army. You still have benefits and entitlements, right? And we're still here to help you uh, maintain your readiness for your time in the IRR. Is that a fair statement? Fair, yes. Okay. Um, so the other thing I want to ask that uh, most folks in the Army, would, regardless of compo, when you hear IRR, there's another word usually associated with it. It's the word muster, right? And so, like I say, you know, muster sounds like something from the Revolutionary War or Civil War. So, Sergeant Bermudez, what is a muster uh, for IRR folks and what was it, its importance? So, as I mentioned before, um, the IRR population, that is part of that initial eight-year contract for those soldiers that are obviously in their um, initial contract. Uh, for those soldiers, say, for example, the uh, troop program unit or TPU soldiers that actually re-enlisted, with a subsequent assignment to go into the IR, um, they do commit to the amount of time that they will um, spend in the IR. The important thing about this is we need to understand that the IR is a pool of a mobilization asset for the Army. The Army needs to or should be able to dig within that pool to select those most qualified soldiers to be placed in those important positions that need to be immediately mobilized or deployed. So it is the responsibility of the soldier to ensure that that time that they committed and signed for to go into the IR, that they remain a good and a mobilization asset, meaning that they're healthy or that their security clearance is good, their medical is good, their legal standing is good. So the way that we are able to monitor these soldiers is through a muster, right? We have a, um, an electronical muster. Um, we also have a screening muster. So those are the ones that we conduct at um, ARCG. So we work hand in hand with HRC. We are basically the frontline for HRC, we're the hands and ears of HRC out in the field as we work with these soldiers as they are being brought one day a year. Um, they, the muster soldiers can be brought, or IR soldiers, excuse me, can be brought in to up to one uh, day a year uh, through orders that are issued by HRC. So this one day, they come into their nearest um, Army Reserve uh, Career Center. Um, they do uh, set up an appointment with an Army Reserve Career Counselor. And during this appointment, we will make sure that the soldier, uh, the information is correct. It has been updated. Um, life hasn't changed because as we understand, we may have a plan until the plan changes, right? So these soldiers go into the IR or they re-enlist into the IR um, with a plan in hand. Um, they have a job lined up, they're going to school, but all of a sudden, you know, they got married, they have kids. Uh, God forbid somebody falls into an illness and now life changes, right? So it is our job to screen these soldiers and ensure that not only do they understand the commitment that they, they signed for, right, but that they also know and understand the benefits and entitlement that they have while they're in the IR. So this muster serves as the opportunity, again, as I said before, to put eyes on these soldiers, ensure that they are good, that they are well taken care of, because of course they are still soldiers within the United States Army, right? So we need to make sure that they are well taken care of, that these soldiers are physically fit, that they are, in route to either fulfilling that um, that dream that they had when they left 
uh, the component, whether it be Army Reserve, National Guard, or, or active component, or for us to be able to trace a plan of action with these soldiers to get them in line to where they need to be. No, that makes sense, Master Sergeant Bermudez. And, and it sounds like you're there to help. That's what I'm getting, right? So the muster is not to intrude on these folks' lives, right? It's one, they need to understand the strategic importance of the IRR and why they're in it, right? And then number two is when you at HRC, ma'am, send out the muster notifications, right? And then uh, Massar and Bermudez and team execute said muster, right? You're not there to intrude. You're there to make sure that we're administratively tracking as the Army that, you know, we have the right address, the right phone number, everything's good in your medical, everything is good in your uh, security clearance, right? Uh, and uh, also, we're there to take care of you, right? To say, hey, look, here's some options, too, for you. You know, this is what's changed in the Army. Here's, you know, these are some options if you want to come back in, right? Uh, these are some unique uh, opportunities or benefits for you. Uh, and so it, it, it's not that we're intruding. It, it's really there to make sure that, one, we are track, accurately tracking you administratively, and number two, that we're here to help and, and you know. Having that front line with soldiers and being able to do that face-to-face um, it allows us the opportunity that because of the amount of soldiers, right? We're talking about 70,000 plus that HRC commands, right? So they're not going to be able to see 70,000 soldiers every single year. So a each year or each muster period, a number of soldiers are selected and uh, we get uh, provided with the information, right? For a copy of the orders for these soldiers. And we're able to identify deficiencies or shortcomings that they may have, just like you and I spoke before, right? Uh, uh, Ma'am, the next question for you uh, is, you know, if IR soldiers are out there, right, how do you, what is the purpose of your new division at HRC uh, of managing them? Uh, what do y'all do and what's that, why is that role critical? So as Master uh, Bermudez was speaking to you earlier, um, HRC has a Department of Defense requirement to screen the IRR annually. And the way we do that is through our musters with our partners, ARCG. Um, but again, as you spoke to earlier, the musters aren't for us at HRC to be intrusive. It's for us to maintain correct information, whether it's you know readiness information, simple things as email addresses, phone numbers, addresses. Um, we're also there to support the soldiers as well, because while you're in the IRR, um, a lot of the folks may not know, but you can still get promoted in the IRR. We're here to help with that. Um, if you have a security clearance um, and you could be depending on that security clearance for your job um, and that security clearance is you know, coming up to expire, you can renew that security clearance while you're in the IRR. Um, you can get a military, a green military ID card, so you have um, access to things that are on post, like the commissaries, the PXs, um, the uh, morale, welfare, and recreation sites. Um, there are all of those, those benefits um, for being, while you're in the IRR that you, you can't forget. Um, something else that I wanted to mention about being in the IRR is that while the soldiers are in the IRR, if they so choose to, they can um, find a local unit to them and attach themselves as long as the, that unit has that branch or that MOS that supports it. And they can attach themselves to that unit and basically drill for points only. So your retirement clock is still, your points are still growing for that you know, 20 year retirement versus you know, that traditional TPU soldier that has to commit to one battle assembly a month and that annual training every year.
Also, when you receive a muster order, if you make that appointment with ARCG and complete the muster, HRC will pay the soldier a stipend for completion of muster duty. Thanks, ma'am, for that information, and I think you bring up a good point, but I want to clarify for our listeners, when we talk about a soldier in the IRR attaching themselves to an organization or a unit, mm -hmm. we're specifically talking a reserve unit, right? Correct, Not an yes. active duty unit. Correct, And then yes. your drill, in, in, the, in lieu of uh, battle assembly and drilling, uh, for money, you're doing so for retirement points. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and but what if I'm an IRR soldier, right? And I've been an IRR, and I haven't been chosen to muster. So it's been 24 months, let's say, or I don't even know. Now I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm like, I got an out of active component two years ago. I only did four years. What they're telling me is I may owe four more, right? What should I do? Who do I make contact to 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 find out about my benefits? Or, heck, I want to come back in, I want to be a reservist. Like, what, what, do, what do I do out there? And so you have, you have two options. You can reach out, the soldiers can reach out to HRC, uh, anybody on our new division, um, through, our, through the HRC website um, or the, the contact center at HRC. And then our team can get with the soldiers and answer all their questions, do any updates that are needed. Um, the other option they have is to reach out to ARCG and ARCG is there to support the soldiers as well, um, depending on you know what it is that they're needing. No, great, ma'am, and for everyone listening, we just, uh, if you Google Army IRR program, it's the second link down, it says Army HRC, you don't need a login, don't need a cat card, it's the second one down, Google that and it's right there, so you could, you could access that from your mobile phone. But then for Sergeant Bermudez, why don't you tell them, uh, you know, I'm that IRR, so how do I get a hold of an Army Reserve Career Counselor? So right now, uh, one of the biggest uh, projects that we work with at ARCG or the Army Reserve Careers Group is, uh, we make it a point to reach out to the IRR population. So aside from the fact of working with the soldiers that have been identified with the muster orders throughout the periods, um, every day we gainfully employ ourselves and we actually engage with the IRR population directly by reaching out to them based on the information that they provided, the transition point as they were leaving active duty or they left with their unit as they were leaving both the National Guard or the Army Reserve. So it is very important for you to leave the correct information, not your barracks phone number or your barracks address, but to leave a good point of contact. If you're not sure that you're gonna remain with that cell phone number or that you're gonna remain at that particular location, leave your parents' information, leave their phone number, leave your parents' address. Uh, because again, we every day we reach out to that IR population um, again, to uh, like uh, Major Dummett mentioned before, not everybody gets a muster order. Not everybody gets that opportunity to come in and meet with us on a, you know, face to face, but we still reach out. We still make it a point to reach out to as many of those 70,000 plus soldiers that are in the IR right now. Uh, we try to reach out as much as we can, but in the event that you do need to reach out to us at any point, you can always Google ARCG, Army Reserve Careers Group. Uh, you will be taken into the ARCG command page. There you will find a, uh, a drop-down menu that states our units. Once you're there and you click our units, you'll be able to see the, a map of the United States, Europe, the Caribbean, and you'll be able to locate, depending on where you're at, your local Army Reserve Career Counselor. And you can reach out to them at any time, day or night. You can call them, email them, email the, the actual battalion, which you will have that information again on the website and they will be able to answer any and all questions that you may have. In the case that you're not able to do so, um, I can be reached at 502-626-1400. Uh, 
that is my uh, office, direct office number, and I'll be more than happy to direct you to anywhere um, or anyone that you need to speak to within the organization. No, thanks, man, Sergeant Bermudez. And for everyone listening, look, you just had uh, a very important person in the Army Reserve Career Group give you his office number. So continue to call him and ask questions, right? Because that's the way uh, we get the information out is call or go to the website and then, you know, get a hold of these experts and ask them the, the IR-related question. Because, you know, right now, the Chief of Staff of the Army, General McConville, has been talking about permeability, but the ability to go between compos, right, and with, with, uh, with more efficiency than, than currently. And if anyone's a reserve or an active component soldier that's switched or even the guard, we know that it's, it's sometimes painful, right, uh, with pay and benefits and promotion and what transfers data-wise. So it sounds like, to me, like, you know, an IR soldier has a, a, a decent amount of permeability in terms of if you have these options and you can go into, you know, back into the, I could be an active component, go into the IRR upon ETSing, right? And then come back into the Army Reserves in a TPU status, right? That That's that's permeability right there, you know? So very interesting. Um, so I think in our last 20 minutes, we covered a lot of information, right? And that's the biggest takeaway is that, you know, it's a robust program. And if you have questions or desire more information, it is imperative that you call Master Sergeant Bermudez, go to the ARCG website, or go to the HRC IRR website, um, and we'll give you the phone number to the HRC call center here at the end. But uh, if you have any IRR questions, that's where you go to get the experts. Um, you know, with that, I think it's, uh, it's time we wrap it up, you know, so we could talk about this for hours. Um, so ma'am, I'll give you the first, uh, you know, uh, closing thoughts here for our listeners. Okay. So just to kind of wrap up everything that we talked about real quick, um, IR soldiers, um, they're, they're much different than a normal active component soldier or even, you know, a, a drilling uh, reservist. So an IRR soldier doesn't have that requirement to do um, battle assemblies or annual training. Um, as an IRR soldier, you have been previously trained in, in some aspect in the Army, and you are part of a pool of trained individual soldiers that are available during a time of war or national emergency. So that is critical for everyone in the IRR to understand. Take it seriously because it is a very serious thing. Um, if you have questions, you know, you have plenty of people to reach out to. Um, HRC, we're standing by. Um, our new division is standing by to assist all of our IRR soldiers with any of their questions about, you know, what's next for me? How do I get promoted? Um, how do I keep getting retirement points? What options are available to me? Call us, you know, email us. We're, we're here. Thanks, ma'am. Appreciate it. Master Bermudez? So just like uh, I opened up the conversation, I do seriously understand that I have the best job in the whole wide world, the best profession ever. Um, so with that being said, the 79 Victor CMF is a, or career management field is unlike any other. Our, C, our 79 Victors uh, are starting first classes and above. Uh, because of what we do, we are Army Reserve career counselors. In order for us to counsel uh, these soldiers based on their careers, we need to have experience behind uh, what we, the information that we present and the experiences that we do provide to these soldiers. So the importance of, of uh, saying that is 
as an um, IR soldier, it is important for you to reach out to your Army Reserve Career Counselors. I guarantee you with over uh, 1,200 um, Army Reserve Career Counselors located worldwide, you're always going to have someone that's going to be near you. If not in your city, I guarantee you within a reasonable commuting distance, you will find one. Reach out to them. These are senior um, soldiers, uh, Sergeant First Class and above, officers, uh, warrant officers. Don't be afraid. Reach out. Um, ask any questions that you have. Keep nothing to yourself and ensure that you understand um, the benefits, the entitlements, and the commitment that you do have while being assigned to the IR. No, thanks, Master. That's that good information. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this kind of concludes our uh, discussion on the individual ready reserves and its uh, program, which is managed by here at HRC and with the assistance of the Army Reserves Career Group. So Major Dummett, Master Sergeant Bermudez, thank you for taking time to educate us this afternoon about the IRR program and its importance to the Army. Thanks for thank having you. us. No, absolutely. And if you, our audience, are listening and you have additional questions, I told you we would give you the uh, phone number to the HRC call center, which will get you to the right individual to talk about the IRR here in the building. That number is one eight 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 army hrc So that's one eight 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 two seven six nine four seven two. If you like this podcast, please follow us on Delta Victor India Delta Sierra Divids, iTunes, Google, or any other platform you can. I'm Master Sergeant Glenn Riddell and hope you come back for our next episode of Your Personnel File. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs, located at Fort Knox, Kentucky. This episode was produced by Mrs. Shatara Reese. It was edited by Mr. Hyang Go. The production was supported by the entire HRC Public Affairs and audiovisual team.